Hello, Kingdom Speak listeners. Welcome in to another episode. This one is going to be a good episode. We always say that, but if you've ever needed healing, maybe you've received healing. Maybe you're praying for healing. Before this episode is over, you may receive it. So you're going to want to stick around. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. <laughs> Nothing like setting the hook. <laughs> no pressures. It's not the air conditioner you're feeling. That is the healing wind blowing oh, on you There right we go. Now. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, our guest is sitting here saying, Lord, what am I getting myself yeah, into? He needs the air conditioning because uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the hot seat. <laughs> Welcome back, Kingdom Speak listeners. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share with you some feedback we got on our YouTube channel, which is pretty cool. So this feedback says, this one belongs to one of my favorite episodes, referring to the Forgotten Ministry episode we did about uh, help, helping. Ministry of Helps. Yeah. yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Congrats to the new studio, Blessings from Germany. Well. Germany. Come on. Welcome, everyone. Remember, yeah. remember we shouted out and we said, we wonder who's actually listening over there. And it turns out there's actually a real person. It's not a bot. <laughs> listening. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, P.S. Also appreciate the jokes. Hmm. Oh, you wrote that. Mm. You know, that just gives me fuel for another day. <laughs> I think I'll come back for another episode. One more. Uh, this person was commenting on the Who Can Justify a Man episode. And said, wow, just wow, this right here in all caps. Am I supposed to holler when they are all yeah, caps? Yeah. Stop yelling. My confidence has been bolstered. Thanks so much for sharing. So, oh, that's awesome. Isn't that what it's all about? That is exactly what it's all about. Sharing out. Yeah. So thank you for that feedback. Uh, we want you to know that we read it all. Uh, we try to reply to it all. Uh, and it makes a difference uh, in our ratings. And it also makes a difference for our morale. That, you know. Sure it does. It's good to know that we're helping people out there. It's good to know that somebody is actually listening. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So how about that? So yeah. welcome back to another episode. Today we get a great guest. Hey, it's been a week. It has been a week. <laughs> and we thank you for all of those feedbacks. Feedbacks. We love our feedbacks. <laughs> Hello, Brother Derek. <laughs> <laughs> we love those jokes. <laughs> yeah, we do. That's what you get for writing your own reviews. <laughs> Bishop Enzi, do you see what I have to put up with? Oh, oh, oh yeah. The toxic environment around here. Oh. Unbelievable. You're going to need a healing before this is over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the reviews are great. It helps. If you haven't done it already, you need to make your way over to kingdomspeak.ca. Mm -hmm. um, create an account, and that would that would just top it off yeah yeah it's a place for us to interact and uh hear from you so that's good that's good we are delighted today to have it's always an honor to have a guest with us on kingdom speak and we've been privileged to have a number of our friends some elders that have joined us over our illustrious 15-month career. Is that, been a journey. Oh, yeah. We are like old pros now. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, today is no less a treat, and we are honored to have Bishop Jerry Enzi with us. Amen. Hailing all the way from Texas. All right. Man, we, we were chatting before we started... Um, recording the show today and I can't really remember the first time that he was here but it's it's over over our friendship they have been in and out of our church a number of times did you know pastor McKillop when he had hair oh oh boy Boy, we both had we both had hair at one time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Thank you, brother Enzi. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, 
uh, to age does some things, strange things to us. Doesn't yes, it, it does. Yes, yes it, it does. does. So we, we've just really um, appreciated the Enzies over the years and valued their friendship. Um, Brother Enzi has written, we were just chatting about this a few moments ago, has written 15 books, hmm. 15 books, and as many booklets, mm-hmm. again, um, plus numerous papers, uh, articles, Mm-hmm. Taught for years in uh, was it Texas Bible College, right? Elder, how many years? Fourteen years, actually, as president to wow. as vice president. That's wow. amazing. Wow, pastor, pastor, how many years did you pastor? Well, I pastored uh, three churches, so for a total of about thirteen years. Hmm. Wow, wow. So he um, he he has a monthly blog that he publishes. If you are not following that or have not signed up to receive that, we really encourage you to do it. It's packed full of insightful, inspirational material every every month. If you head over to www.advanceministries.org, uh, you can follow a link from there and. Uh, can sign up for their monthly blog. A lot of the material that they have published is there, books, um, etc. You just you need to go check it out. Um, Elder, we're delighted to have you here. And I, I asked one thing before we dive into our topic. We were we were uh, privileged a number of years ago to have brother and sister Enzi come and do a marriage retreat for us in Moncton, New Brunswick. And it was off the chain, excellent. And there are, you know, there's just there's just key little things that you that you you harvest from every one of those uh, kind of settings. And there is a particular story that I asked if he would be willing to share with our audience because <laughs> I have never forgotten it. I have I have referred to it repeatedly in discussions with musicians, um, and and he has agreed to share this little personal moment of their ministry with us today, and it it, it begins at the end of a sermon, if if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> yes, it was, and thank you, thank you, Elder. I appreciate the invitation to be with you today and uh, share some things here and. Uh, I've always enjoyed being with you and your family and your great church. The story that you mentioned there is uh, is true. Uh, I was giving an invitation to at the end of my sermon on Sunday morning, and it was a a very a special moment, and mm. uh, the spirit of the Lord had moved there, and it was uh, mm-hmm. very very moving. Uh, I, I I didn't have everybody stand. It was just a moment where the spirit moved in at the close of the mm. message. And Powerful. I, I just needed a little um, matching moment from the organ over there. <laughs> and so I turned to my wife who was on the organ and I mouthed, hum, <laughs> hum. <laughs> and she didn't get it, and she didn't seem to understand exactly what I was saying. Maybe I did that twice as I turned to her, trying to keep my my focus on the sure. audience and the move of God that was taking yeah. place. <laughs> and so I, uh, she turned to someone on the front row who was uh, helped with the music at times, and he, he thought... From his perspective, I had said louder. So he he mouthed to her, he wants it louder. And she she said, well, now, if loud is what he wants, I can put the pedal to the metal. And that's exactly (laughs) what she did. She she turned that that, that Leslie up, I mean, and it just, here it came. And, And so I was left there standing. And I thought, hey, 
Let's all stand. <laughs> God bless you. And so, so uh, we go home. Yeah. After the meeting, and I'm uh, on Sundays back then. On that particular time, I like to read the Sunday paper. And uh, so I sat down while she was fixing a meal, and I was reading the Sunday paper, and I had it before me. And she came through the living room there where I was at one point, and I pulled the paper down, and I said, Hey, <laughs> what does hum mean? <laughs> <laughs> and la- as she is apt to do at times, like that. She just fell out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and was, I said, you know, souls are at stake here. I mean, people are going down and going to hell, and we're we're we're, we're not communicating here. Oh man. <laughs> this is not funny. <laughs> it was funny to her, and so it's always been funny since that time. It I That's guess classic. Everything uh, cooled off. <laughs> I forgave her, and it was all it was all very well. <laughs> oh, I have I have referred to that story, Elder, so many times, with with you know training new musicians or you know match yeah. the mood, the mm. mood. And whenever I get to that point in the in the discussion, I go back to that story. Hum, <laughs> hum. <laughs> <laughs> How different that is from louder. Yes. Louder. <laughs> That's not even close. Not even close. Oh, boy. Oh, that's great. That is great. In, um, in discussion, we were emailing back and forth our correspondence about uh, today's uh, episode. And when you are... When you're when you're discussing guys with uh, a wealth of information, someone that has a well house mm-hmm. full of information, um, we can talk about this topic, this topic, this topic, this topic, this topic, and so we had a we had a list mm-hmm. that we could we could pick from, and so that may just mean we need to do more right. than one episode. He can come back on, but. But we shall see. <laughs> we um, we both agreed on what I really feel will be something that will will minister and speak to our audience, and is also a topic that I really feel needs um, discussed. And that is on the theology of divine healing. I've often said, Elder, just just to open up. And then we just want you to talk to us about this topic, uh, whatever you feel. But you know, in, in order, in order for me, there, there's many attributes to God. He's a provider. He's my savior. He's my healer. Um, but when you're talking to someone that doesn't think they're lost, it's hard to convince them they need a savior. And there are, there are times you have to go through certain things in life before you can truly appreciate that particular attribute of what God can be mm-hmm. for you. And so there will be some that are listening today that you really can't appreciate the fact that God's a healer unless you're sick. Mm-hmm. There, it, it's, it's, it's fine for me and you to discuss that, for me to know I, I'm, I'm not in need of a healing, but there are those that will be listening to this that are needing to see mm. that particular side of God. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this discussion, Elder, and and what what insight you can bring uh, to to this topic. Well, healing is a. Uh an important topic for us all. We all need it from time to time. And sure. uh, some of us need it more than others. And as we age, we certainly, you know, it becomes a, a real situation that we are involved in from time to time. And we preachers, um, we have to uh, teach our people to walk in faith and uh, believe the word of God and trust him. 
and uh, believe that God does heal. And there is no doubt in my mind that God does heal because I've seen it hundreds of times. Sure. I've seen it in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of settings. And, and, and when there was lots of faith, when there was small faith, when there was no faith, when it was just God and, and not anybody else. Uh, so sometimes we we just have to come to the conclusion that we need a, a, a general theology of faith and not take just an anecdotal uh, response to it or uh, an, an attitude toward it. But we need, what does the scripture of uh, the whole Bible teach? And how does it, how can we plug into that? Sure. And we all want to be healed from time to time. Mm. But we know that all we pray, everybody we pray for are not healed. Right. And so we also have to minister to those people, too. Absolutely. We want to minister faith and encourage faith and believe for healing and, and experience healing. But we also have to experience uh, the the guilt of feelings that people have and come to us with and that, well, what's wrong with me? I didn't get right. healed. What, what's right. wrong? My, my child is still sick. Mm. I have seen people walk out. Of the of the door of the church, actually, when their their child was not healed immediately, walked away from God, walked away from church. They just couldn't understand why God didn't heal uh, their child. Wow! So it it's healing is a it's a broad subject, it's a broad topic, and it does need theology rather than just taking one scripture and saying, you know, this is God does it, and if and if, if I have enough faith, God will do it. Right, right. An interesting thing that you mentioned there, and and if we're getting ahead um, of where you you want to be covering it right now, that's fine. You can deal with it as as you as you wish. But I find it interesting that you you just mentioned that you've seen God heal where there was lots of faith. You've seen God heal where there's a little faith, and then you've seen God heal where there's not any faith. It was all God. Yes, it's amazing how that works. Uh, we used to have prayer lines a lot in uh, our revival meetings and uh, camp meetings and things. Uh, we don't much anymore, but uh, it was very popular and common uh, mm -hmm. back in the 50s and 60s and or 70s to have prayer lines. Well, when you, uh, for instance, one day I was in a, I had a, a call for prayer. The most prayer to come up. We had a, announced a healing night. And so we had this healing line of people who came up to be prayed for. Sure. Well, in the line was a lady who had a, a huge tumor in her midsection. It was just, it was obvious and it was there and it had been there. Uh, I can even, I even remember this lady's name after all these years. Mm. Wow. God healed her in that prayer line. Um, she knew she was healed, and and basically everybody before the service was over, everybody knew she was healed. Wow! And uh, it, so here, you would think the next person in the line, since God did this right there, you would think, wow. God's just going to, our faith just went sky high, of course. Yeah, right, you sure. Know, you know, I, I, the rest of the folks in line, as far as I know, got nothing except one little lady. At the end of the, of, uh, the service, we were having testimonies for and those who wanted to testify about their healing. She stood up, and she was kind of like two somewhat short of a picnic. And, but she was there, and it was, <laughs> it was it, and she came through the line, and uh, after having all these other people testify, she wanted to testify. And so she stood up and said, I'd like to testify. So the pastor gave her the uh, microphone, and she said, praise the Lord. <laughs> she said, since Pastor and Brother Enzi prayed for me, I feel 10% better. 10% <laughs> Praise God. Hey, we'll take what we can get, okay? Hey, 10%. 10%. 
<laughs> she had it measured down pretty close. She, I guess she did. <laughs> she knew what was going on. She but, knew how uh, she was feeling. But uh, you can have all different kinds of situations in the same healing line, same night, same moment, same right. atmosphere of faith. It, it's just mm-hmm. amazing how all this works. God just remains uh, sovereign in all of this. I've, I've said this before, and I'm picking up from already from your introductory remarks that not everybody's going to be healed. And I've, I've, I've made this statement before that we cannot, we cannot pit the sovereignty of God against our faith. He, he, he exactly. is still sovereign. So I, my faith cannot leverage, or I shouldn't use my faith to leverage a particular preferred outcome. Is, is, that, is that a proper? Well spoken, well spoken. That's exactly right. He is not going to let go of his sovereignty. Wow. Because if everybody we prayed for got healed, and every prayer that we prayed got answered the way that we prayed it, we God would be our servant. He would be our well, slave. Wow. He would, and we would be his master. Well. Our faith could tell him everything to do. Hmm. And but God does not allow that to happen. He didn't allow it to happen in the Old Testament, New Testament, uh, early church ministry. Us today, wow. He does not surrender His sovereignty wow. to us. Wow. Go ahead. Talk about that a little more. That's that's. That, that's where we're at. That's good. He is not going to be our servant. That's right. We're not the puppet that's master. That's right. That's right. He, he, he wants us to have faith, and he responds to faith. But there are times when our faith is, uh, is misguided. We, all, we pray in faith every time we pray for someone, but God, only God knows whether there is a discipline occurring in this person's life or whether they are really as sick as they think they are or as sick with what they think they are. Well, or There's all kinds of situations here in, in, in different uh, episodes. So we just have to leave it in the hands of God and say, I'm going to trust your judgment, your wisdom, and your righteousness. Wow. And leave it there. And when we do, his will is performed, I think. Yes. And mm. so is uh, we just sometimes have to allow God to be sovereign in all these situations. Does you mentioned two components there. Does faith differ from trust? I think faith morphs into trust when faith doesn't deliver us faith will keep us in in the faith and and, and there's times when we our faith didn't deliver daniel it didn't deliver the three hebrew children from the fiery furnace they had to go in the fiery furnace it didn't deliver them from the fire furnace it it kept them from being burned but they had to go into the fiery furnace yes but if not they said we're not going to serve your God. So even if we have to be burned, they were ready to be burned. Daniel went into the lion's den, the den of lions, I should say. And, but uh, he came out, he came out okay because God kept him in there, but that was trust. His faith didn't deliver him. The faith that the people had in Hebrews 11 did not deliver them from all their situations, but their trust did. Because these all died in faith. Faith, yes. There was a measure of faith they had that didn't demand that God do what they wanted him to, but their trust in his goodness, his righteousness, his wisdom, his mercy uh, allowed them to walk into the glory world victorious. And that's really what it's all about. At At the bottom line, that's it. You know, when he comes back, he is looking for faith. Yes. He's not looking for a report card of how many healings I experienced or how many mm. miracles. Uh, I, he he wants right. to know, do, do, do I have my faith? That's right. And 
the reason I said something about a theology of faith is because I think many of us picked up our uh, ideas and theories about faith, and, and even some of them got worked into organizational articles of faith sure. that were picked up from men back before organizations came about. Um, mm-hmm. We had the Woodworth Edders, the sister Edder that preached faith. We had the John G. Lakes, and we had the Bosworths, and we had the Smith Swiggleworths, and all of those. Uh, and so I think when it came time to put our organizations together and write our articles of faith, rather than dig it out from the scripture, we took what was happening or what they testified to be happening Mm -hmm. and made our uh, statement of healing about uh, how God did all of that from what they said, from the anecdotal testimonies that were given Mm -hmm. rather than from a scriptural perspective. And so uh, we've kind of walked with that line of thinking uh, instead sure. of scriptural thinking, I think, uh, when it comes to healing. And I think it'd be wise if we got back to that. Ju- yeah, absolutely. Hear the words of the elder today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the gentle nudge, right? <laughs> yeah. We, we, we might should put the book back, back on, on this subject. <laughs> well, for instance, uh, you know, they, they say that healing is in the atonement. And so they, the, what they mean by that, what those guys meant by that, was that if, if, if God saved you, if the blood of Christ saves you and, and all of this, it also heals you. Mm-hmm. Okay? So healing is in the atonement. Actually, everything is in the atonement. Everything we get from God comes through Christ. Wow. Comes mm-hmm. through the atonement. Wow. <laughs> and so, sure, it's in the atonement. That, but that doesn't mean that God's going to heal everybody. There's a lot of lost sinners out there. Yes. The, the atonement applies to them too, but there's mm-hmm. still lots of sinners out there right. that won't make it. Right. And there's a lot of people that, that, that won't be healed for one reason or another. So to say it's in the atonement is one thing. Yes, everything is in the atonement in a sense. Mm-hmm. But to say it's in the atonement in the sense that you, if, you're he- if you're saved, you should also be healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just does, it, it makes a nice sentence. It makes a nice saying. It makes pulpit fodder, but it doesn't make a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of common sense out there in the, in the pews. Well, and, and let, let me ask you this, Elder, as, as someone who is privileged to pastor an incredible group of people, Someone coming through, faith is high, and they can they can preach it, and and it it's going to happen. And everybody in the house was supposed to get their healing, and nobody's going to leave with a tumor, and everybody's going to leave with their with 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 everything restored. Mm-hmm. Guess who has to be in church next midweek Bible study with a few sick folk? Right, exactly. And, and live, you you live with that after they're gone. <laughs> well, and and I have had to try to pick up the fragmented remains of faith and That's stitch right. it back together again, so someone doesn't lose salvation because they didn't get a healing. We've all seen them do that. Yeah. I've seen people, as I said, walk away from God because wow. if God doesn't heal me, why should I serve Him? Mm-hmm. And all this kind of thing. Well, uh, God is here again is not our servant mm-hmm, and right. uh, he'll heal he'll, he'll save us certainly but healing is is it's not required there's going to be cripples going to rapture yes they won't be crippled after that but there's going to be sick folk going to rapture there's going to be people that have all kinds of diseases uh, going to rapture but uh we just we just have to live with some things here, but keep our faith and our trust primarily in God. Wow, I think trust is a key word in all of this. Wow. So knowing knowing your very thorough, studious approach, go go ahead and walk us through some of this 
the, the theology of this topic? Well, it's easy to take one scripture and sort of out of context mm-hmm. and, and say that, well, this is the way it happens. It happened there. And so if it happened then, it happens now just like that. Right. Well, of course, we know that can't be true. Right. A lot of one-time miracles happened in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's not many talking donkeys uh, out there, and there's not many roosters giving prophecies and so forth uh, that we read about. There's only one. one, You know, how many times did God open seas for people to walk through or part rivers for them to pass over? Sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are many one-time miracles. Sure. And sometimes God healed them in ways. They they looked at a snake on on a pole. And yeah. they were healed. Yes. Yes. Well, God just had his own way about that. And to, it was symbolic of the future and what have you. So, so we don't go out and put snakes on poles and tell everybody to look at them, you know. Right. But what we do, we take these individual circumstances in the Old Testament and in the ministry of Jesus and the New Testament at a church's time as well and say this is the way it ought to be this is this is god's plan this is the way it happens well god does not let us get away with that because he he mains, maintains the order of this church he is the head of this church he says what happens and what doesn't happen right and uh, so we need to put the word together, all the Old Testament, all the New Testament, all the, the New Testament church. And that's what I've tried to do in a little book called Faith in the Furnace. Yes, okay. It's a, it, it's a book that we've had for many years and probably had more responses from this book mm-hmm. as far as it helping someone than mm-hmm. any other book that we have written. Because wow. people feel guilty when they don't get healed, well, sure. where, do I not count in God's economy? Right. What have I done wrong? Why right. didn't God heal me? Have I committed some sin? Have I said something? Have I done something? Have I? And so we have to deal, as you said, uh, with these with these situations after the guy with all the spiritual laws are gone. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Rather than set up spiritual laws that God has to operate within, I think our theology needs to be built on the, on the whole of Scripture. Wow. And, and when we do that, I think we, our people uh, will be happier. They'll understand when they're not healed. They'll thank God when they are healed. They'll thank God for others who were healed of the same thing they have right. and not get healed. Right. We rejoice with those that rejoice. We cry with those that cry and, uh, and all of that. So I think a, a real theology of healing, which we don't have in many of our organizational um, bylaws and articles mm. of faith. Sure. It, it, it's just put in there, you know, that God heals and that there you go. And so uh, I, I, th- I think the little book that I have uh, on faith in the furnace would be a help to those who, who look for some kind of, of organized ideas about it. God does heal today. Sure. We start from right there. God heals. Yes. Let there be no doubt. Mm-hmm. God yes. heals sick bodies. God heals sick minds. Yes. He he even heals sick cars. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I have had, I have, I, he healed my car one time, sitting beside the road close to Kilgore, Texas, when it wouldn't go. God healed my car. I anointed the dashboard of that car. I said, now God, I'm praying out here, praying for people and seeing them get healed and stuff. I I said, our bodies are more complex than this car. Yeah. Yeah. You can heal this car. I don't have the money to fix it. I don't, I've got, I've got to go. I've got, I'm evangelizing. I said, God heal this car. I pulled away. It, it was fixed when I pulled away, and I never had another minute's problem with the car. Uh, so, wow. 
I, I built a little Ebenezer there beside the road. Yeah. yeah I bet, I bet. <laughs> Highway 259 has a little Ebenezer there where I marked it. Every time I pass by there, that's where God did it. Right yeah. there. That's where God healed my car. Absolutely. So in this little book, I have some advice for those seeking healing. I have uh, instances where God heals uh, people who uh, were healed. People who were not healed, there's four in the scriptures okay. in the New Testament church that was not that were not healed. And, That's interesting. Uh, we don't we don't talk much about that, do we? No, we don't because people say, well, if you say that, it, it decreases faith. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, it doesn't. In the end, it doesn't. But those uh, that did not get healed were people like Paul. Mm-hmm. Epaphroditus. Yep. Uh, why didn't God heal Timothy instead of telling him to drink some wine for your stomach's sake? You know, hey, sure. you hmm. know, I mean, is that is that miraculous healing? No, that's yeah. that's juice. That's yeah. That's, that's stuff good for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into the wine angle here, but, but but there were people who were not healed. Paul was not healed. Uh, he wanted to be healed. He prayed for healing. He didn't get it. You know, he prayed for Epaphroditus. Of course, he, he left him at he left Trophimus at uh, Melita sick, mm-hmm. and, and he prayed for these guys, but they didn't get healed. Wow, wow. But but you know, I have friends who who say that if you say that. Uh, they won't come up for healing or they won't believe that they're going yeah. to be healed. Um, but we have to admit at the bottom line that there are more people who are not healed after we pray for them mm-hmm. than are healed. Right. So we got to do something about that to keep them from losing their faith in God, mm-hmm. faith in the word of God, faith in the ministry Mm-hmm. So we have to minister to them as well as sure. those who are sick. It, um, and I know we've already referred to this in, in, in shadowy form, but it's, it's just always made me, uh, it, it's just been cringeworthy when I've heard, and, and I'm, I'm not speaking ill of any particular individual over, sure. over, over my attendance of conferences or hosting conferences i've heard it said from time to time you know everybody in this place is gonna is is gonna be healed and i just i cringe at that moment because then if they're not healed the follow-up discussion is is that they didn't have enough faith right that's like a catch-22 right well you can't lose with that (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, you being the preacher, I mean, you know, you're 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 up there bolstering faith, encouraging faith, operating under the anointing, and then, man, I brought it. You just didn't have enough faith to receive it, you know, and and right. sincere people go home shattered, Absolutely. faith shattered in that moment. Sure. So I don't I don't view what you've just said, Elder, as something that kills faith. I, I think the fact that I see examples of folks that have not received their healing in Scripture as, man, wh- whether he heals me or not, I can, I can make it. Sure. Absolutely. And, but what we have taken our, our lines from are men like, like I said, like Bosworth and Wigglesworth and all the way, A.A. Allens and Jack Coe and Earl Roberts, because they're, they're up in these big meetings and big conferences. Oh, they can't say, you might not be healed if you come down. They wouldn't say that at all. They won't tell her, you will be healed. And, and so they make these all these statements. Mm-hmm. And then they march somebody across the stage that that appears to, to be healed. And, yeah. and then later we will find out that it's, it's not. Uh, it's like Jack Cole there and, mm-hmm. and this is not a not just knocking Jack Cole but he was back in the 1950s about 1955 he he was praying had a big tent and he was praying for people and 
at it. And so he, he had this family bring this boy that had polio. Mm-hmm. Boy was in braces. The mother was holding the son over here at this side of the stage, uh, holding him up, and he was standing. And Jack prayed for him and and said, okay. Now, Jack Cole moved back, and he said, uh, he said, okay, take the braces off the boy. The mother said, uh, I, I should. She, he said, yes, yes, take the braces off the boy. So she took the braces off. He told the boy, said, now, walk to me. Well, this is going to just make this crowd go wild. He knows this. Mm-hmm. So the boy starts walking toward him and falls flat. And it was a humongous defeat. It was a, a terrible, in the newspapers, of course, they just went crazy over that, of course. For sure. That he had told this boy that he was healed and told his mother to let him walk, and he falls down without his braces. Could have hurt himself. Wow. So what happened one year to that, to the very day of that occurrence, Jack Coe died of bull bar polio. You know, so Whoa. but we, we want to forget those things and not mention them anymore. We don't want to, we don't want to bring wow. those things up and uh, the, the, the failures and what have you, but God doesn't operate according to set laws and, and right. uh, with TV situations and right. all that God, God will embarrass you. If you're not careful. Right. Yes, he will. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Wow. So we have to, we have to know what the word says and we have to trust God, trust his ways, trust his wisdom, trust his judgment. When we don't know what our problem is, sometimes we don't even know what the diagnosis is. Sure. Really. And we might think we do sometimes, but let let God let God be God. Yes, let Him be a, uh, the one who knows it all and can do it all. Wow, wow! You know that triggered a a story in my mind. I had a a friend. He he's not he's not a church goer, um, but he lived in the New York City area. <clears throat> And he was, he was a police sergeant, had a uh, lead position in, in with bomb squad dogs, had bomb sniffing dogs, etc. And Benny Hinn came to town and was filling the, the, the Coliseum, you know, with a big crusade and healing campaign. And so he was brought in to do security, and he had his dogs sniffing through, making sure everything was okay. And way up in the high, high, high bleacher section, it came across the radio that that they needed a medical assist in that high section because a lady had stepped out, and when she stepped, she fell, and for all appearances, it broke her femur. And so... They were they were they were summon summoning the, the paramedics to come and get her moved out, and he was so infuriated with the hypocrisy of that moment that he ran up there, and and he looked and all some of Benny Hinn's handlers were all around, you know, making sure everything no liability issues. We want everything everything smooth, you know. <laughs> And he said, I, I walked up and said, like, you're kidding me. Why, why are you sending her to an ambulance? Like, take her down front. <laughs> Let Benny Hinn fix her. Come on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and they, they didn't appreciate that. No, no. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. So, like I say, I, I think one of our problems with, with our healing today is that we've we've adopted a theory and an approach that was presented to us when we back there in the very beginning of Pentecostal mm-hmm. movement, and we adopted that 
as part of our uh, procedures and beliefs instead of uh, looking into the Word of God and what it actually says about healing, what it teaches. Right. right. Hmm. You know, you and, make- and you can't fight, you know, you know, we all know we can't fight anecdotal testimonies. A man with a testimony is, you know, you, you can't say, well, he didn't happen. So uh, these, these stories that they build on, you, you can't go around and say, well, it didn't happen. You just, you just have to say, well, let's, let's just depend on the word of God. Let's just lean on his truth. Look, um, can, can I ask you this um when, when James talks about the prayer of faith, can can you can you unpack that a little bit? What what is um, is that is that something that me as the elder that is being uh, called it's incumbent upon me? How, how does faith interact, and what 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 what's a proper theological outlook on that that statement? That the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of faith does, but it it does not every time do the things that we are asking for. The prayer of faith is a prayer that 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 obeys God, that does pray for. Call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. So we're obeying God. We're exercising faith right there. We're not saying God is absolutely going to do it. We're saying this is what our part is, and we do this. Healing is God's part, not ours. Wow. And so the prayer of faith is we put our faith and our trust in God, in his word, but also in his wisdom and in his timing. Sometimes timing is is important in these sure. uh, situations, mm. and so the prayer of faith has to take all that into consideration. I think. Yes, yes. What what about and, and I guess a, a follow up to that elder is, and and my dad and I've had this discussion about you know the, the gift of healing. Is is that something that is resident within? <laughs> He's chuckling. This is a good one. (laughs) You know, you know, the gifts of healing uh, are mentioned in the scripture, along with the nine in the context of the nine spiritual gifts. First Corinthians 12, 13, 14. But there is no explanation of what the gifts of healing are, how they operate Mm -hmm. or just exactly how he just leaves it right there. He does does not enlarge upon it. So whatever we do about enlarging upon it ourselves and explaining it is a lot of assumption and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, ideas that, that we glean from anecdotal experiences. Yes. But I think the gifts of healing uh, I mentioned here in my book, about the gifts of healing. It's, it's a plural word. It's not a gift. Right. First of all, I don't think the gifts, the nine gifts that he mentions there are resident. This is my feeling. Uh Uh, they're not resident in the individual. God uses different ones in the body of Christ uh, to speak in tongues and for them to be interpreted and for the gifts of uh, knowledge and wisdom at at given times. Uh, But that doesn't mean that that person always has the gift of wisdom. Right. Or the gift of of, of, of knowledge. Is that where it leaves the rails is when an individual almost is like they, they exercise ownership over that? Exactly. Not only ownership, but they pass it along. They say, I'm going to (laughs) convey to you. Wow. I'm going to convey these gifts to you. And they lay hands on them and convey those gifts. But the (laughs) Bible still has that little phrase in there as God wills. Oh, 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 don't bring that up. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's, 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 that, that's not good. That's not good. But what I say here is the word gifts in the, is in the plural. And some say this is because they're of the term divers diseases. Now, that's a scriptural term. Yes. And so there must be different diseases. That's Matthew 4.24. There are many kinds of diseases that demand many gifts to combat them. That's what that's some say that. Others say it's because one man may have great success in praying for blind people, and another man may have great success in praying for the deaf. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and yet another with cancer and so forth. Still others focus on the fact that many channels are used for healing power, a personal touch, the laying on of hands, Peter's shadow, anointed claws, mm. instances where healing uh, was accomplished without touch, long distances. Sure. There's all kinds of situations. There's gifts of healing, I think, that God uses to match the circumstances. Yes. And for us to say, this guy has the gifts of healing or the gift of healing, I think that would be a, uh, probably maybe a mistake. You know, you know, my dad has always said this, not denying that God uses people. All right, not to deny that. But he said the, real, the, the greater question is this, who received the gift? The guy that prayed for the guy that got healed or the guy that got healed? <laughs> well, we always say it depends on whether the, it, it all happens or not. If it happens, the guy that prays usually wants to take the credit. Yeah. <laughs> and if it of doesn't course. happen, we want to put the blame on yeah. the man who, who was prayed for. <laughs> so There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't have enough faith, sir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> problem in your life, or God's really, you know, after you or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was nothing wrong with my praying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always make a place for ourselves, don't we? We always protect ourselves and yeah. leave ourselves a little out there. I can, I can give a personal testimony to this. My wife and I could not have children. And we were prayed for years ago, so this is a safe deal. This is not about the individual or bringing anything, but um, my wife was told, next year this time, you're going you're gonna to have a baby. And I want to tell you, it's been the longest one-year, 15-year span that we've had. <laughs> Whoa. You know, and... And so a, a statement like that can be made. And then because I'm in the ministry, I'm turning around and praying for other people that they would be healed. And I've it's happened. But we still didn't receive ours. But that that's never shaken my faith. Because I have tried to take that approach to it that the sovereignty of God is right. Exactly. <clears throat> Well, one man said when a pastor was had, had cancer and he came to this church and he said, God is going to heal this man. Uh, and, and he made that statement and everybody knows this man and everybody had confidence in this man. And, and, and so they just knew that their, their pastor was going to be healed. Well, he wasn't. He died with cancer. And so the church was shaken. So they wanted this man to come back and explain what. So his explanation was, I don't know why God changed his mind. Oh. Because God had told me that wow. he's going to be here. So God changed his mind. Audacity. So at that, at that moment, we really do have God serving a man's interest, don't we? Uh, I'm sorry, but that's, you know, that, that church was really hurt by that. Oh, it damaged man. a lot of faith. It really, really did. A lot of people uh, didn't make it. I, I, that. I've heard statements like this made. You know, we, we, need to, we need to pray assertively, and we need to pray. Um, I don't need to be praying according to God's will. We just, it, it's God's will. I just see that running amok with so many scriptures and examples where we are told 
specifically to pray according to his will. Yes, and this is why we need a theology mm. of divine healing and not a theory or not an anecdotal oh. testimony about it or, oh, that's good. or just take the words of somebody who is a big name and has a television ministry. Right. Uh, has to maintain that. Right. To keep his offerings I, I have. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, but. That's, that's, that's so good, <laughs> that Elvis. So good. So good. This is, this is what I've tried to do with our church. I believe that I can pray my preference. Sure. But ultimately, I have to conclude with, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I don't think, or, or correct me if I'm wrong, is, is that a lack of faith to conclude the request with that kind of a follow-up? I don't think it is, personally. I know there are those who do. Uh, they want you to pray that you, in, in the way that, and say that you believe it's going to be done. One mm-hmm. uh, one good friend of mine, he, he, pray, he said, he said, don't come up here and pray for me if you don't believe God's going to do it. Hmm. Well, <sighs> I, I, I couldn't go up yeah. <laughs> because, I, you know, well. if God was to, were to give me a word of uh, sure. knowledge sure. or a word of wisdom, sure. whatever that would entail right there, that uh, or a gift of healing, whatever, that would be a different thing. Right. But just in the ordinary line of mm-hmm. praying for people who are sick, I couldn't do that. No. Uh, so, so the people think, well, you don't have faith. Well, God and I have been work, walking together a long time. I've seen him do some wonderful things. I, my faith is in God and not in the way we think something ought to be done. Oh, absolutely. Ourselves. Absolutely. You make a great suggestion, Elder, um, in the notes here. Um, By the way, if you want to read more about the theology of divine healing, you need to get on uh, advancedministries.org and look up the Apostolic Theological Forum Bundle on uh, the Elder's website, and you can find a lot, lot of information Mm -hmm. about this. Yes. Um, In that, you make a suggestion near the end that I thought was just so awesome. Uh, and you say, quit straining to make things happen. Achieve peace with God, then relax in his will. Can you talk a little bit, a little bit more about that, about relaxing in the will of God? Well, that's easier to write than it is for some to do. I understand that. <laughs> wow. However, I yeah. feel that is the scriptural way. I think that's what Paul had to do. I think it's the scriptural approach. Uh, that's what men. I think Epaphroditus, Trophimus, uh, all those, all those guys, they had to, they had to accept God's will, God's timing, God's right. way. Now He's right. going to heal all of us eventually, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But but He may not heal all of us in this life. And so we have to accept that mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and rest in peace about it. Now, overseas, uh, people have, have a, a little different concept sometimes in certain cultures mm-hmm. about healing. I was reading the other day about uh, healing that took place. A pastor was uh, telling about his, his folks that had some people healed there and two other people that were prayed for him were not healed. And these people that were not healed just shouted and praised God and worshiped the Lord mm. and, and thank God for healing these other people when they didn't get healed. Right. Mm. Uh, they were going to go home, I believe, and take this advice, relax in the will of God. If God, you know, my trust is in him, and if it's right for me, he'll take care of it. Right. So if it happens, great. I'll tell the world. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to serve him anyway. Yes. Just as the three Hebrew boys said, mm-hmm. but if not. 
Yes. I'm going to serve God anyway. We're going to, we're going to believe our God. Wow. 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 That is, that is so, um, I believe it was, I just looked up while you were. Daniel on that piece thing, you know, he was in the den of lions. Yeah. Yeah, he relaxed, didn't he? Well, who did it? Well, he did. He probably used one of those dudes for a pillow. Yeah, he just relaxed. And the well, I've done the right thing. I've done all I know to do. Wow! And I'm leaving it in the hands of God. Wow! What what a what an assurance, Elder, to those that are listening to this podcast that are still struggling with sickness. Mm-hmm. And, and we've got them, we've got precious people in our congregation that if, if, if we were going to look at qualifications for if God was going to do it for anybody, he'd do it for. And these people would, would qualify. But I see them coming to church anyway, hands raised, yes. tears yes. flowing, Yes. Worshiping God. Now, I, I just, I got a problem with saying that they don't have faith. <laughs> I have the same problem, my friend. Yeah. The same problem. Uh, sometimes there's a little difference in faith and faithfulness. In the, in the gifts, uh, not the gifts of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit, it says faith. But the word there is faithfulness. It's not faith, that like faith for healing or faith for miracles. Mm. That's not what it's talking about there. It's talking about faithfulness. That's the Greek word. And so the fruit of the Spirit is the these people you're talking about, they're faithful. And and sometimes what is what is a little perturbing, you see these people not get healed and some guy over here that... <laughs> You know, he's got some problems, you know, and you know he's got some problems. And, yeah. You know. Everybody knows. They he's got, got a struggle. You know, his kid yeah. running, his wife, blah, blah, blah. And, and all of a sudden, boy, he's he's standing up saying, God, heal me. Yeah. You just have to say, thank you, Jesus. That's, That's it. it. Because there it we're is. not God. We can't, You can't figure God out. Right, and when you think you got him figured out, you're in for a real letdown right away. Yeah, because nobody has got all figured out. Wow, so that's why we need to rest in confidence, in peace, mm. and let sleep come to our eyes, mm. and and let let God have His way. Wow, it's wow. premium wow. content wow. right there. That is so good. I think I think our listeners need to chime in in the comments. Shoot us some direct messages, social media, however you get a hold of us, and let us know whether you think we should have Elder Enzi back for future discussions. This has been incredible, and I know that we've just barely scratched the surface. But you do need to run over to. Can you give us that that? Yeah. Website address again. Advanceministries.org. Wow. Do you have do you have anything you want to leave us with before we conclude today, Elder? Well, uh, I would just say that uh, the the man who walks in faith and uh, in the will of God. And, and that's how you find the will of God, actually. If you, if you walk in the Spirit mm-hmm. and keep your motives pure and watch for a green, a red light, rather, watch for a red light, you won't get out of the will of God. Wow. So trust Him to guide you. Trust Him to heal you when you need it. Heal you when you when you don't even know he's healing you taking care of you when you don't even know he's taking care of you, trust him, walk in faith, walk in the spirit, keep your motives pure. There's there's lots of lessons there. there, But, but then watch for that red light move in the will of God. 
Paul didn't get a, a missionary call over there when he was going to preach in this certain place. And God said, no, I want you over here in Macedonia. It was a missionary direction. But he was what he was not watching for a green light. He was watching for red light. He was moving, and God can't steer a stationary object. Oh, <laughs> so wow! If you if you just move a little bit, God will steer you. Oh and, my! And you got to do something, right? <laughs> give you that direction. Well. I, I think we've got the topic for the next episode. <laughs> God can't steer a stationary object. Pow. Wow. And with that. That is so good. <laughs>